I am Gaima, and you have arrived. Welcome. Spend some time. So my guest is about to rejoin Franklin Darrow. He's in Sierra Leone. We just finished part one. I'm so excited. And we're back. Yeah. Hola. I'm sorry. The network is just terrible. As soon as, as, soon as it happened, people started posting in the comments. They were like, oh, the network. <laughs> All the network. Yeah. I'm like, oh, at least all mine savvy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. So we were we were just kind of wrapping up uh, discussing um, the the initiative um, of the sustainability uh, fashion event, which super successful. Yeah. We're gonna post about that because one, um, someone like myself. I look. I would look forward to coming and attending that. To be honest, I know a lot of creatives. I think I'm familiar with um, the lady who hosted it, Nikkei. Yeah, Nikkei. Yes. Yeah, I actually met her briefly in New York right before COVID. Literally, like yeah. the week before COVID. So we were in the same place, and we just somebody said Sierra Leone, and we were like, ah, "You're from?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so that's what's up. Um, she's, she's, happy a great, she's a great person. She helped mm -hmm. so much. We, we, you know, we were like all over the place, up and down, trying to get sponsors, and she was with us mm -hmm. up to up till the day for the event. She was there. You know, I'm really grateful nice. to her. Yeah. Hey, Shout out, shout out to Nikkei. That's dope. I love to see it. I love to hear it. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, when you talk even about inspiring the youth and some of your initiatives, um, you are very committed to um, helping to eradicate FGM yeah. or female genital mutilation. Um, can you kind of sh talk about your journey and, and how you kind of decided to take that as one of your um, your your kind of I guess, for, for lack of better words, like initiatives that you really are committed to. Yeah. Initially, um, 
well, I think it was my cousin. It was my cousin. I have a cousin that had like a really bad FGM experience, you know. She always cried about what happened to her. She always, she has like this trauma about, you know, about our, you know, Bondo experience. Mm -hmm. So she always has this, this gold when she tells me, Frank, when can we go back to my hometown? I really want to go see my uncle, my aunt. I really want them to like stop doing what they're doing. You know, so I actually went to go to just visit and just be, just be with her. It turns okay. out we we went there to like not just to visit to just talk to the family. She had intention when she would go to the main people. These people are called like the Soe women. She had intentions to go meet them and tell them that yo look what you're doing you need to stop what you're doing we don't what you're doing it's not right it's not nice so we went there at the village we talked to our dad mom she told them how she felt after what happened to her she told them wow. she felt abused she felt um you know all type of negative way so she volunteered to to go to these soy women and tell them that oh, this is what and what I'm experiencing after I had, like, the, you know, Bondo Society experience. You know, she had, like, some sexual malfunction. It's deep anyways. So mm -hmm. immediately during that time, I told her, you know, we could do something about this. We could, we could do something about protecting this, your other young girls. So I did a short video of when I was in 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 this province and an organization called performance green saw this video on okay. instagram and they are mainly focused on female genital mutilation so they decided to hit me up and ask me if i would love to volunteer to work with them since i have like this passion for fgm and i told them okay this is what and what my cousin actually got me involved but okay. during that experience i saw how vulnerable other young girls were and mm -hmm. i also during that moment i also saw how attentive how these older women these so women you know so women are the women that initiate these girls they were like yeah. really calm and they you have you can see this guilt conscience on them it shows they were like listening. It shows they wanted to change. They wanted to do something about the female genital mutilation. And of course, we were not going there to like eradicate the Bondo society because Bondo society is our culture. So we just want to eradicate the cutting part of this, the the practice. Yes, the harmful part of this practice. You know, we explained during our visit there. We explained to them the effects FGM um, has on, have on, 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 on young girls. So they understood. We, we, we were not even talking Creole. We had like a translator. Okay. So it was, it was really, it was really, 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 ethic. Think, it was really, but it was that's, productive. That's so powerful. You know, I, it's, it's definitely, um, 
So for for any of us who, you know, grew up here, right, with our parents being from Freetown, right? Um, one of the things that I, I know I've had this conversation with some of my cousins, our parents kept us from traveling to Sierra Leone during that particular age when mm -hmm. the Bondo Society women typically take you and put you into society yes. because there was this time period where they were fearful that you would get kidnapped yes. um, and forced into it. So, you know, I never really understood, of course, at the time what that was. I just was mad because I'm like, I want to go visit. Why are you keeping me from fun? Right. Yeah. Not understanding they had that fear, yeah. you know. So now that we're, we're much older and we understand, you know, it's it's very, very for us is very taboo. But yeah. when we've talked to some people, you know, even some of like our aunts, um, some of our cousins who were born and raised in, in Sierra Leone, they don't talk about it, but they, they sometimes talk about it as if it's not that big of a deal. So do you find that there are some conflicts in the conversation where some people are for it versus against it? Yes, yes I remember um, there was one time we went to this program when I was advocating, you know, because for this organization called Performance Green, mm -hmm. when like they advocate to you and they talk to you, they try to give these women something in return so they could stop this harmful practice. For instance, because in the provinces, there are set of women, set of bundobush. Um, so we, during that time, we went there when there were like two initiation processes at this village called Potloko. You know, there's, yeah. in, in Potloko, there's, an, there's like a village, village, village. So we went there, we advocated, mm -hmm. we talked to these women, we told them about the harmful practice of FGM, we told them the effect and how they should stop forcing young girls. We know it's a tradition, but they shouldn't force young girls. They should take their permission and the young girls should agree that they want to join you know, or they don't want to join. Sure. So during that time, the organization had like this workshop. They talked to the women. The women were like, oh, okay, well, this society is what we do, is what our ancestors, we met them doing this. Mm -hmm. So the organization told them, if you stop doing this, we will help you with fund that is um, microcredit. They give this women oh, okay. money in return yeah. so they could uh -huh. invest in their life. Mm -hmm. They could start doing business instead of being idle, instead of going to the bundle bush, trying to in capture girls to initiate them, you know. Mm -hmm. So they give them money or either if, if, if these so women are like young women, mm -hmm. they give them like skills. They find a way to invest in them. They, they just don't go there and tell them, oh, stop doing what you're doing. You don't need to do it. They find a way to... To, to, to help just, them. Yeah, them. To help yeah. them. You okay. know, yeah, okay. take care of their kids. If they have, like, kids, they take care of their kids. If they have, like, something going on, they invest in their business. By that, mm -hmm. the women can swear oaths, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I swear not to do this anymore. I swear not to initiate any girls in terms of courting. Yeah. That's the part, the main part. Sure. So basically, that's 
how and sometimes this so way women fight they fight themselves you know oh. because some women oh, wow. yes some i experienced a lot of things some women are like, imagine yes some, some women are like I, i'm not going to stop and whilst the other women, the set of other women have stopped, the mm -hmm. other set of women that don't want to stop, they fight these women that stop. So it's mm -hmm. it's really sometimes there's chaos, conflict, but we mm -hmm. have a way of you know bringing these women together. Sometimes we have to threaten them with police <laughs> because of course these, oh, wow. these these kids are underage. These kids are underage. So sometimes yeah. we have to threaten them if you put these kids. And they are underage. You have to be in police. You have to be, be behind bars. So, these are some of the strategies that we use. Some of the and it's gradually becoming. Do you less. do you feel like do you feel like it's working? Because I mean, you're you're going into honestly, it's like like you're going into their home, that their their community, and trying to tell them to do something that they that's all that they know, right? Yeah, exactly. And granted, that's all they know. They, yeah, there's there's motivation to do something different, but you know sometimes part of the reasons why culture uh, it goes beyond for years, generations and generations, even if it's not the right thing, is because you don't have enough people in the community that are open to different ideas and have like that faith to do something different. So how impactful do you feel? your initiatives and and the other uh uh groups that advocate for and the end of fgm do you feel like you you all are really seeing a trend and a change yes we are really seeing a trend because i personally that's the work i do every two three weeks i go to this village these provinces okay. and try to see how it's going on if they are really abiding by by what they said they swear out you know, and also these women, they are being, um, they are being reinvested. Like if they stop doing FGM, if they stop doing the female genital mutilation, they invest mm -hmm. in their farm. Like this organization that I work with gives these women money to invest in their farm, gives these women money to invest in their um, businesses. So by that, they keep them going in investing their time in something else instead of going to the bondobush they keep them invested in working what's the what's the name of the organization please performance screen it's a german organization they build schools for these women this these kids for the sewing women they make sure they take care of the kids of the sewing women so it's it's like an exchange like if you stop doing this, we will do this for your community. They be like, um, they be like, dry, like seed ground when these women, when they farm their product, they can mm -hmm. do this.
And just like that, our conversation was interrupted by the network in Freetown, Sierra Leone, failing Franklin. Mm. Um, We have spoken since then. And so one of the pieces that I think we were wrapping up discussing that I want to make sure I share is the fact that um, there are organizations um, that are called um, typically NGOs, nonprofit organizations. Um, I think nonprofit global organizations is what it's NGO stands for. Someone keep me honest. Um, but the intention of a lot of these organizations uh, are to try and help build communities that are gravely um, behind as it pertains to um, just, I don't know, productivity, catching up to the rest of the world, I guess, in so many different ways. You could spin it in so many different ways. It's interesting. It's an interesting debate I feel like we have here, particularly in the States, about those types of organizations, especially um, the ones that are based in Europe, based in uh, the United States, that kind of show up and um, there's a lot of debate around the the savior, white savior uh, organizations, that sort of mentality. Um, what I will say is, um, I feel like I learned. Um, I think that that's true, but I also believe that two things can be true. I don't believe that every single NGO, whether it's based in Europe and ran by um, white people or Um, based in the United States or wherever, somewhere outside of the continent and uh, organized and ran by um, a majority of individuals who are foreign to the land in which they're trying to help. Not all of them have the worst of intentions. They all do have a purpose. And so I'm pleased at least that Franklin is able to partner with uh, the German-based company um, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, but it's spelled P-F-E-F-F-E-R-M-I-N-Z, green. So it kind of sounds like peppermint's green. Um, but this NGO uh, has partnered with Franklin and others to you know, really try and um, do the work of helping to eradicate FGM in a sustainable, productive way. And so, of course, I absolutely encourage you to continue to do your research on this F- uh, this NGO as well as any others. Um, but most importantly, our people who are based there that are doing the work alongside them and are empowered um, because of the support from NGOs such as this. Um, I think it's really important that we that are abroad with interest tap in and help in the in any way that we can. I think the easiest way to help is financially. Um, so I know for me, I have a personal commitment to donate directly to Franklin um, on a monthly basis um, because I just think what he's doing is our future, part of our way forward, particularly in Sierra Leone. Not just, of course, with his creative flow and fashion, 
um, but also with the humanitarian work that he's doing. Changing the mindset of our people um, to leave behind some of the um, hurtful practices and and step forward into like a, a better way to exist and commune, I think is really one of those fundamental keys to how we can see a better future for Sierra Leone and other countries with the same or similar practices. Um, so shout out to Franklin. Um, so appreciative of his ability um, to make time um, to invest in speaking with me here on the pod. Looking forward to bringing him back as he grows with his creative work as well as his humanitarian work and just share updates on how things are going there. So uh, in the meantime, um, if you are not already, please follow Franklin Darrow, F-R-A-N-K-L-Y-N-D-E-R-O on social media. Um, He is doing great work. He is a student. Um, He's doing great work. So let's support him. Until our next conversation, thanks for listening. Thank you for spending time with us at I Am Gaima, a podcast. It's a shit show out here, y'all. We need each other more than ever. So let's stay connected. Feel free to share, like, and subscribe on various social media platforms. You can find us at I Am Gaima or Gaima Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For a deeper connection, consider joining the community. Visit gaimashow.com to submit your email and become a part of the monthly conversations. I actually try and send out notes consistently and I respond. Until next time, be intentional about what you listen to and protect your peace.